What I'm about to talk about is where most of the battles in the journey of destiny are won or lost. If your faith does not work when negative things happen, then it's already guaranteed that your destiny will not work out. You will think that with all the testimonies and examples I have given, that members of the church will learn to handle correction. But I find that most people are still the way they were before they came here. That is where all destinies are aborted. <clears throat> Joyce Meyer said that she has concluded that is only a handful of people that ever come out of the wilderness. That most of God's people live and die in the wilderness. It's an unfortunate thing. The scriptures are there. I said they're written for examples. But I noticed that before every major breakthrough in my life, crazy things happen. And then the ability to handle them correctly is what gives you access into the realms of glory. Amen. God made sure that you are tested. Amen. He made sure that the Lord Jesus, if he's going to be the King of kings and Lord of lords, he had to pass that test. Amen. Glory to God. <clears throat> I've said it that most of us will not have survived Jesus' ministry. Because some of the things he said, no American can handle. Actually, I don't know how many cultures that can handle it. Come on, you just come to me right now and say that my father just died. I need to go, you know, I'm burying him. I say, don't, no, don't go. Let the dead, just dead people bury their dead. You will leave the church. He said, you should come follow me. Don't worry about dead folks. What would you say? Can you believe the nerve of him? He is not sensitive. He is not concerned. And on and on. Or, like I was reading my Bible one day. He said, do you know how many people judge me? when I send a blind man to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. Why would you send a blind man to go wash? How is he going to get there? What kind of help is that? I'm mentioning this thing so when the enemy is talking to you, you will be the biggest fool to listen to him. He lost his. He wants you to lose yours. And if you join most of Christendom that have been doing this, you know, you don't know how many people I've known through the years 
whose destinies faltered and failed and they ended up dying. And all the wonderful things they said God will do never happened, never materialized. If your faith doesn't work here, then you don't have faith at all. Because you must pass this thing. And if the Holy Spirit is teaching you about following my faith, it's not just faith to believe for things. No, it's faith to survive things. Faith to overcome things. Hallelujah. Faith to rejoice in tribulation. My God, that didn't... It went down 50%. I say it again. Faith to rejoice in tribulation. He said tribulation work it, patience. Now, you can see that you, are, you have qualified already. We don't need to examine you. Your impatience qualifies you for tribulation. He said tribulation work it, patience. So once God examines you, and you are impatient, then they route you to tribulation. Hallelujah. That, you know, it may be funny, but that's how this kingdom works. I mentioned a while back the guy, you know, asking God to help him be patient, but he told God to do it quickly. <laughs> He's going to manifest it. So, had I not passed those tests, we wouldn't be here celebrating resurrection. And the glory of resurrection is that no matter what you think God has already done, what is to come is always greater. Hallelujah. Watch. And God sends specific words to us to shape our destiny. He just comes and releases a word, and life continues normally. But you don't know that that word is key. That word came to us about three years ago. He said, I had not seen, nor ear heard, neither have entered. He said, the things God has prepared for them that love him. He will just leave it there. And then you are processed through life. And you don't even relate what you're going through as a qualification for what has been promised. What keeps me going? I, I, what's coming is greater. I've never had to look back and wish for any. Any year that has passed, has passed. What is happening now is greater. What will happen tomorrow will be greater. Hallelujah. So if you don't interpolate these things or bring it into your life, you're going to listen to me, say amen, and tomorrow you wander off in the wilderness. So this is so important. This is so important. You can see. How many people you know that used to go to church here? Uh -huh. <laughs> so, <clears throat> I just heard a comment, somebody um, that used to be here, 
and not a fault of their own that they are going to another church. I won't give any more details because some of you are so quick to kind of figure things out. But when it comes to scriptures, you don't remember anything, but you're always trying to do this clue thing, and oh, I know who he's talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so I'm not giving any more details. <laughs> but they were saying that, you know, nobody understands their struggle. Because they're going to a church, not by their choice. The people that are going to that church feels that, you know, the church is blessed. But she's there dying, hungering for resurrection. He said the people don't know what they are missing, what they've never experienced. Hallelujah. (laughs) And she's there in agony. And the people are celebrating. And they don't know why she cannot rejoice with them. But she's there. She told the person, you know, this is like kindergarten stuff. (laughs) Glory to God. All right. I want you to look at this. I said, the first thing you must learn in my faith in this difficult area is that you must make up your mind that God is absolutely holy. You cannot find fault in God. Okay. Even if you have four children and they all died today, you cannot find fault with God. Even if you lost your business today, you cannot find fault in God. If you do, you are done. Satan will plunder your life. Your faith will be gone. Nothing will work. And don't think that you can get by sympathy what faith is supposed to produce. Go to nations and see people suffering. It didn't change anything. But until somebody with faith goes there, nothing will happen. Because we are so easy to get upset when things are not going our way. But the dumbest thing you can do is to look God's way. As him being at fault. You may be accurate by your assessment. How things are or how difficult it is or how painful it is. But God in his wisdom may decide that that's what you need now. My God, why did I come and stand before you? You don't know it. It's like I just came naturally. I just stood here. I wasn't thinking to come and stand before you. That's how those things happen. I had the church that was here before. All those people left. I mean, those things were happening. They said, oh, it's because of something I knew. That's why. They didn't understand the prophetic. Until God got, uh, I can't say God got worse. God got more intense with it. We started describing arguments in the car. On the way to church, (laughs) then they were getting angrier and instead of getting more humbled, he's he's telling your business. (laughs) Is the Holy Spirit telling 
Your business. All right. So God can decide that you need something. You follow what I'm telling you? So that I can look at it and I'm frustrated and I'm angry and I'm miserable. But I still can't find fault. I should lift my hands and thank him. Okay, Lord, if this is what you think that I need right now, then grant me grace to go through it. But I should never nod up. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. If you get this, you will defeat hordes of devils. They can't get to you anymore. Hallelujah. Yeah, because sometimes it doesn't make any sense. But God says in, 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 in the word, in First Peter, he says, if need be, you're in heaviness through manifold temptation. It's all kinds of troubles and trials. He said, if there's a need for it. So you may not think that there's a need for it. But you should learn from me to lift your hands and thank God for this thing that I don't like. Thank you, Lord. I must need it. Because <laughs> you can't chase it away. You can't rebuke it away. You can't make a decree and it lives. You can't cast it out. It has permission. <laughs> Hallelujah. All right, so... I find that that's why God's people keep failing in the wilderness. I, I, I said to someone, nobody's doing this to you. They said, what do you mean? I said, no, it's God allowing this. This thing has permission. I didn't say it was God doing it. He's the one permitting it. All right. Let me use a natural scenario. I hope he comes to me. Watch. So, your father or your parents talk to you about something and you refuse to hear. They talk to you about it and you refuse to hear. Then they go to your best friend and talk to them and ask them to talk to you, to intervene. All right. Then, if you listen to them, then they have won you back. Then if you didn't listen to your best friend, they see that where you're headed, you might lose your life. So they go to some bad boys and say, okay, now come here. Can you go <laughs> and, and beat him up and, and, and take care of him? Uh -huh. So, like he said, they beat some sense into you. And then you come home to them and I ask you what happened. Now you're telling them about this person, how you want to file charges. They won't come out and say, oh, we sent him. <laughs> they say, mm, let me do it, Elder Thomas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> See? See, God will talk to you by the Holy Spirit. He will talk to you by the scriptures. He will have me preach it. But when all that fails, okay then. We're going to either let people help you out or let some bad boys visit you. 
That's why it says in 1 Corinthians 11, if we judge ourselves, we should not be judged. He said, but when we are judged, he said, we are chastened of the Lord so that we will not be condemned with the world. God said, there's no way I'm going to sit around and wait on you forever because you're going to end up in hell. I will not accept that. So I'm going to allow things, I'm going to engineer things to get you. Uh-huh. He said, we're chastened of the Lord, so we will not be condemned. So you have to learn all these parts to things. But faith is how you survive it all. You keep believing. This scripture has delivered me. I've mentioned it, but I'm going to keep teaching it because you see clearly. I correct people, they're gone. And they wander off in the wilderness. Because if you don't leave anything right, you're not going anywhere. Not in this kingdom. It will never work. You can fast all you want. I told one guy, I said, do you know what you'll get from all this fasting you're doing? He said, no. I said, ulcers. He said, I already have it. I said, good. <laughs> because you, nobody will answer you. You're teaching rebellion. You will not tithe. And you're teaching your children not to tithe. They should give you the money. And all kinds of crazy things he's doing. And he continued in this. He left this church and went out telling Nigerians that uh, I don't want somebody who knows more than me. Ignoramus. Now he's ended up destroying himself. He went, I think he went and paid bribe and got a negative COVID test when he had COVID. Came back to Atlanta and gave it to his wife, and she died. Now she ran away from here because he ran away from here because he knows some people would have put a plug in him. But he fasts and prays all the time. He was telling me one day, God told me he would set me high and above. I said, you read the scripture, didn't you? Where you saw that? I said, we also read it. <laughs> so if he said all of us high and above, who is going to be low? I said, you are grabbing at straws. Nothing will happen. Until tomorrow, nothing will happen. Nothing. That's what I keep telling people. The word of God is plain. So no matter what happens in this life, hold on to this scripture. Keep your worship. Uh-huh. I told you years ago, this guy threw away his Bible. I said, poor thing. Well, it's easy for you to say. I said, hey, it's because you don't know what I've been through. That's why you can run your mouth. Because when you see somebody walking in faith, you think they haven't been through anything. If they had my problem, <laughs> if you had my problems, you probably might not get out of bed. Watch now. I said, now, why are you throwing away your Bible? I am not reading it. Nothing is working. I'm not. I said, don't you know it is you that don't know what's in it? You are not doing God a favor for reading it. He wrote it. Amen. It's what you don't know from it that's killing you. Amen. Hallelujah. I said, had you known it, I gave him this bullet, and I'm about to give to you. He told you, 
Rejoice in the Lord always. And again. Hallelujah. Come on, beloved. How many times is always? So he said, no matter what's happening, rejoice in the Lord. He said, and again. In case you missed it. In case you are confused. I'm telling you, rejoice. Why? You are fighting to free yourself from Satan. Because he's trying to use frustration to slip into your life with pride. So he can destroy you. No, I will rejoice in the Lord. Isn't that what Habakkuk said? He said, even though there are no olives in the violin and the thing didn't produce or all that stuff listed there. He said, but yet, I will rejoice. Yeah. Hallelujah. That's faith. That's faith. Now look, let's read it. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled of the word of life. For the life was manifested, and we have seen it, and bear witness, and show unto you that eternal life. <laughs> which was with the Father and was manifested unto us. You notice? He called Jesus eternal life. Hallelujah. Now watch. That which we have seen and heard, declare we unto you that you also may have fellowship with us and truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you that your joy may be full. You notice? He says the whole thing, the reason why we're sharing these things with you is so you can enter into this realm of fellowship. How do you know you've entered it? He says you will have joy. How do you know you're outside of it? You don't have any joy. So you don't have to wonder where you are. If you're in fellowship with God, I don't care what's happening around you, you will have joy. That's the testimony that your spirit man is in the throne room. But when you cannot reach God, what you're going through enters you and then weighs you down. Hallelujah. Watch. Don't confuse joy with happiness. A man may not even be saying anything, but he's joyful in his spirit. Why that joy is confidence in knowing that God is faithful. The great example of our Bible study nights, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. You need to start attending it. It will change your life. We're studying the Word of God in the practicum. Did you get that bullet? Rejoice in the Lord always. I remember years ago, one Sunday morning, 
the pastor came and said, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Says so says the scriptures. He said, but this morning I am saying, rejoice in the Lord sometimes. <laughs> he said, at some point I ought to see you one time at least rejoice. Not every time I see you from January to December. You're the same sourpuss. That's when I didn't know what it was. He said, you're always looking like you ate persimmon seed. <laughs> it was so hilarious that morning. And so many grumpies in the house repented. It was such a release of glory and blessing. Rejoice in the Lord always. Don't know how you feel. Don't know what's going on with you. But let that be your bullet to free you from Satan. Rejoice in the Lord. Always and again, I say rejoice. You've been doing a lot of thinking lately. You've been doing even a lot of praying lately, but there's no joy. So with joy, you draw water out of the wells of salvation. Until you start rejoicing, nothing will move. Joy is the catalyst. Joy is the effervescence in the process of breakthrough. Joy is the supernatural connection that causes the fire of God to consume the enemy. Rejoice in the Lord always, always, not sometimes, always. And again, I say rejoice. I'm telling you, many of you are stuck because you're just praying and thinking, worrying and thinking, stuck and thinking, but there's no joy. Rejoice today. This is your bullet. This is your breakthrough. It's your miracle. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. And amen. And amen. Whew. 770-994-3777. Give you a testimony of your breakthrough. That word freed so many of you. Pray with someone, make your blessing permanent by giving a thanksgiving offering. That's how you make your breakthrough permanent. Every time you receive something from God, give a thanksgiving offering. You seal your breakthrough and make it permanent. I learned these things from Noah. As soon as he came out of the boat, he offered a sacrifice, a burnt offering. And God smelled a fresh, sweet savor. And he swore, so long as the earth remained, Seed time and harvest. <clears throat> Summer and winter, cold and heat. So shall not cease. And he gave the rainbow as a seal of the covenant. Amen. Give God praise this morning. Give God praise. Give God praise. Your breakthrough will show up. Give God praise. Your miracle will break. Give God praise. Joy will start bubbling where you are. In Jesus' name. Once again, 770-994-3777. It's a breakthrough line. It's a miracle line. God answers the prayers. Amen. Don't forget Jessica's CD, Let There Be Light. Amen. Wednesday night, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. You just saw excerpts from my Bible study. Amen. We have one more day to share with you. believe we will bless your life. Bless your socks off, as some people say. Sunday morning, 10 a.m. until. We love you. God bless you. Receive grace in Jesus' name. 
Amen. Amen. Bye. See you tomorrow.